0: Yet here we are. It is 19 degrees and freezing. Um, we had a warm day on Saturday. Saturday was fucking beautiful. It was like almost 70 at points. Like, and then the next day we had a snowstorm that they vastly underestimated um, how much snow was actually going to be. Um, they said like, oh, it'll be like, at, it won't be that bad it'll be, like, at most a, an inch, and it'll be done by noon, and there I was for the second straight year during halftime of the Super Bowl, cleaning the dirt off my, uh, the snow off my car, and unshoveling myself, because I, like, you know, it's not the weatherman's fault that they, they gave that, you know, that, that kind of a, uh, a misdiagnosis, like, it's their fault that they misdiagnosed, I guess, but it's not their fault that the snow came. It reminds me of that episode of Fairly Odd Parents where it's like the mom becomes the weatherman. Um, and it's like everything she predicts comes true, uh, no matter how fucked up it is. Um, and, and it changes the weather because it's like the weatherman before that kept getting run out of town for being wrong. Um. So. It, it's kind of like that. But that's not what we're here to talk about today. We are here to talk about Steven Soderbergh's latest movie, which came out on the HBO Max um, this past weekend. Timmy. Um, and this is a tight movie. And I mean tight in terms of the fact that it's an hour and a half. doesn't feel like an hour and a half. Um, and it, 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 it all gets, you know, it, it's all nice, self-contained. there's, you know... You can't trim this movie any. Like, you can't, like, you cannot trim. There's no fat to trim from this movie to make the uh, the plot more cohesive or make, you know, anything else feel like, you know, and it is, like, perfectly done in that regard. Um, it, it's about this girl who is a victim of sexual assault, and she uh, watched in, you know, she works from home after... It, it, it's a post-COVID world, but, like, COVID's still around. So she, you know, she she still wears a mask and is afraid to go outside and, and all of that. <clears throat> so, like, I, I think that's the one problem with a story that's as tight as this one is. Um, it's that when, when you tell this kind of story, and you're, and you're telling a story... The fact that she was sexually assaulted is barely addressed because it's not important to the overriding story about the people trying to kill her because she found out about a murder on during her job. But that's not we're not, we're not to that part yet. So she um, she was sexually assaulted in the past, and then because of COVID and because of protests and all of this other stuff, um, she is you know she is inside all the time. She's just kind of living in her, like, her house. Uh, her apartment. Very, very, very nice and very seemingly expensive apartment. Um, in, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? In, uh, in Seattle. So, she, uh, her job is, it's like Amazon. Um, and the thing is, too, is, like, the movie opens with kind of an explanation for what's going to happen. Like... You know, it's kind of like... I had a similar problem with Malignant... Where, in Malignant, the movie opens up with... The, you know, the reveal that, yes... Gabriel is, in fact, a real person. Yes, Gabriel can affect... um, uh, Electricity and and all of that. Um, All that is introduced in the opening minutes of the movie. And then, we, the audience... Then know from then on what well, we know Gabriel's a real person because we saw Gabriel being operated on, and we don't know what Gabriel is, but he looks vaguely alien. Like, it, it, I mean, I guess that's the misdirect they're going for, um, but it, it, it does kind of feel forced. Now, this one doesn't go in a misdirect, but the movie opens with us seeing the guy, you know, the, the guy at Not Amazon paying the killers to get rid of this woman, um, who, who he raped, and it's like, well, we know that he's the guy, and it's like, rather than having that unfold throughout the movie, they, they, it's kind of just on Front Street, right out of the gate, and you know it within the first five minutes, and I, am I'm not a big fan of that, uh, again, I go back to that episode of Frasier, where, um. They find the um, the skull under the, uh, the the beach house that they shared as a kid, and they assume it's a real skull, Niles and Fraser, and they, they go through all of these scenarios for how the housekeeper or the uh, uh, the the building owner could have killed his wife and hit her under the floorboards and called the police, and then they find a playbill from when they were kids that they made because they were putting on a presentation of Hamlet. And that's revealed in the beginning of the episode. Like the beginning of the episode reveals that, oh, they're putting on a presentation of Hamlet, and that kind of sinks the entire episode. Not sinks it, but it does, um, it does for me kind of ruin that ending. Like, that ending would have been funnier if it's like, oh, wait, didn't we put on a production of Hamlet last year? Uh, that year? And I was like, oh, yeah. And then move on from there. Um,. I think that that, you know, would have been a better way, and I think that this movie has a similar problem, where it's like, it kind of ruins the ending, putting that on right in the beginning, uh, and that thing right in the beginning feels like it could have been a, um, attack on, um, after a test screening, and I don't want to say that's what happened, but it feels, like, the way it's shot and the way it's edited, it feels like that. It but not entirely for it. So, so uh, Angela, who is played by Zoe Kravitz, she's the lead of the movie. Her job is her job is that she, um, what's it called? She uh, listens to things you will say to their Kimmy, which is like Alexa, and um, listens for things that will, you know, like errors. And see why Kimmy isn't responding So like apparently people can report issues With Kimmy's responses And then when they uh, What's it called And then when they respond Like she will go in And listen to what happened And then They will adjust the software To 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 accommodate that And that's her job She goes in, she does that and, And you know That's all fun and games. Um, So it's like you hear someone talk about, you know, kitchen paper, ordering kitchen paper, and and Timmy doesn't understand that because, you know, that's slang elsewhere in the country for paper towels. Um, Then there's someone who's, you know, making a dick joke to it. Justin knows to know that's what it is. Uh, There was one where it was, I forgot the third one was, they used an example of what her job is. activated Kimmy. She never made whatever the... Word, there's a word for, like, the voice command that turns Kimmy on. It's like, oh, she never made that voice command to uh, to turn Kimmy on. So how did she do that? Um, and I think that's, you know, part of the problem here. Like, like, they make a really big deal about that to the point where it's like, well... audio clip that they explore later in the movie of her creating a voice command that's, like, a code to turn Kimmy on would have explained that. Um, But it's one of those things where it's, like, it's a minor gripe. It's, like, don't spend two minutes being, like, how could she have done that? You know, how could Kimmy have picked that up if it's not gonna be answered? Because then it's you're just pointing at your own plot hole. And it's, uh, fillable plot hole. It's not a, a difficult to, to rectify situation. Um, so she does that and um, she finds out, she isolates out the audio of the woman in the background that's like under music. She sits there, she isolates it out and then sends it to her boss and it's like, look, we have to report this. This is a graphic rape that, is, that was caught on audio um, from one of the Kimmies. And he said, no, I don't want do that, so then she starts trying to, you know, get this done, um, eventually ending up going to, I forgot the woman's job, um, and the woman's name, but this this other woman who works, there, she should go down to the headquarters in Seattle and talk to her, and be like, hey, look, I know this is happening, um, we need, you know, like, I have proof this happened, um, Like, we need to report this. And it turns out the woman was working with the, you know, the guy who actually committed the rape. Um, so they call the killers, and the killers come and chase her down. And that's the rest of the movie, from then on. It's it's her trying to avoid these, these, you know, hitmen who are trying to kill her. So she doesn't reveal that he committed a rape. Um. I think that the ending is where the movie really loses me because it's like, oh, it feels kind of weird. Number one, it feels kind of weird that um, the guy who was accused like three months ago of of uh, what's it called uh, um what's it going for uh, of uh, beating his girlfriend is in a movie like this. If it does feel a little strange to me. The guy played Buzz in Toy Story. And... Using Kimmy against them... Um... And... And then... What's it called? And then... Um... Like... You know... Killing them with a nail gun... It... It... It feels like... You know... It feels a little weird... That's how they decided to wrap off the movie... And be like... Okay... This is how we're going to end it... After everything that happened so far... Is that she's gonna kill three people with a nail gun... And it's like... Look... I get it... I understand... I understand it, but the ending had kind of a Tarantino-esque, you know, look at it, um, I don't know, I feel like that's a, uh, an odd situation, um, I think that, you know, the movie's great, you know, the movie is fantastic, it's definitely worth seeing, um, uh, the movie is, you know, beautifully directed, I think it's one of, you know, there are a lot of tracking shots, um, there's a lot of, you know, one takes, and, 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 um, like that, uh, I, I really, I'm really a fan of that, um, always have been, probably always will be, um, that, that's something that, you know, for me is a big thing in the movie, uh, Steven Soderbergh does a great job with that, and I think Zoe Kravitz is a really good performance in this, and she, it, it, she really is the only one who has a performance worth, you know, mentioning, um, as, uh, as the, you know, like, 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 uh, I don't want to say damage. Damage feels wrong, but like you know, the you know she she had bad things happen to her, uh, traumatized. I guess would be the word I would use. She's the traumatized um, technician at the not Amazon um, who leads the movie. I mean, she she's great in the role. Um, uh, just you know, being perpetually awkward and just constantly anxious and. it it works very well, and I think that with a lesser actress, that would have, uh, not worked, um, even within the confines of the movie, and, and she makes it work, um so, so yeah, it's on HBO Max, you don't have to go to a theater you can watch it right on HBO Max and, uh, it's definitely worth a watch, definitely worth a watch um so, yeah I think that's it for today um, later this week we have Uncharted, the latest movie from, uh, it's the latest video game movie, uh, Sony puts this out, and it's with Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg, um, it is based on the hidden video game that I have not played, so we'll see how well this works for someone who has not played the game, which, again, you know... If if you're trying to make a video game into a movie, you got to win people who haven't played the game, too. So let's see how well that works out for them. Uh, also, we have the season finale of Peacemaker this week. Um, so that'll be cool. Um, and that will be uh, Thursday, so that'll happen Friday. Um, yeah, I think that's it. I think that's it. Um, what else have I got? No, I think that's really it. Um, so, yeah, so until our next episode, have a great rest of your week.